Assalamu alaikum everyone. This is Yad Dalibor on Isn't Mo Muslim Though. Today we have a special guest, Arusa Nafasat. She's a friend of my wife's who's here with us today. Sapa Dada. Assalamualaikum everyone. So before we get started on who Arusa is, we're going to start with our standard question. Arusa, what was your most bizarre, awkward, funny interaction with a non-Muslim? Okay, well this is kind of like a whole story. It, um... It kind of like combines the fact that I'm Desi with the fact that I'm Muslim. So like at this point, I was in I was going to Amherst College, and I wanted to be a teacher for some weird reason. So I had to get like my uh, prints done, and so I went to like the fingerprinting station. Wait, they made you get fingerprints to be a teacher? Yeah, it's like for a background check. Mm. Uh, they want to make sure that you're not like a serial killer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but are you uh, sure they didn't just do this for the brown people? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm sure, like, I'm sure everyone, I don't know, Safa, Pitch, well, she's brown too. I, <laughs> I was in the same program. Everyone had to do it. Yeah, so, like, so we had to get our prints done. And, um, like, they would have it, like, you, they would have, like, people to do the prints on campus. But, like, I joined the program a little later, and so I had to actually go to their location. And so I was hijabi at this point, and this, like, guy was working there. He was just, like, automatically, like, overexcited slash, like, weird about it. He was like, oh, I mean, I'm the only one working here. Is it okay if I, like, hold, like, touch your hand to do it? And I was like, okay, you know, valid question. <laughs> sure, yes, like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, but then he goes off on, like, this huge tangent on, like, how it's so weird that, like, Muslim women, like, have this requirement. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> this is going into a great direction for me altogether it's just prospects are looking great i am going to be such a great teacher <laughs> like, but uh and so it goes on and so then after like he after like the fingerprint stuff he starts like asking me about my family history like where you're from and all and i was like uh wait did he ask you the you know oh where are you from yeah at first i was like yeah i've like lived here all my like my entire life like i'm like i, I was born in park ridge Illinois. <laughs> but, and he's like no like where are your parents from? And I was like, oh, this is like harder because my mom's Indian and my dad's Pakistani. And like, I'm just like, what do I say? Like, <laughs> what is it? What is like, what do I say at this point? So I give him my entire family history just to like make conversation. And then like, he's writing, like he has to like write like my information down, like my date of birth and stuff. Now guys, my date of birth is July 11th, 1995, which means 7-11. And so he like, no, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you already know where this is going. He like gets down to like the point where he's like, "Oh, what's your date of birth?" And I was like, 7 eleven, nineteen ninety five. And he's like, "Oh," I was like, uh, "I was gonna make a joke, but like I'm not going to." I was like, "Okay, at this point, like <laughs> spit it out. Like, I know what you're gonna say. Just you know, you're making it worse." And then he like goes and continues to say the joke anyway. Even like I didn't even say anything. I feel like the whole oh, I was gonna make a joke, but I won't. Like, you've already, like, you said, were, made yeah. it clear that you want to make a joke about it. Right. Like, you've already made it clear. And I'm like, I didn't even say anything. I was like, I just want to get this entire process over with. Like, this is just, I hate this entire interaction <laughs> altogether. And so he goes, and he's like, it's like you were born to own a 7-Eleven your entire life. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he justifies it by saying, oh, it's okay. My friends are Pakistani. And I'm like, <laughs> No, you white man. <laughs> so that was like, I feel like. He pulled the, I have a black friend, both Pakistani. Yeah, yeah, literally. And like, I feel like for me, that was like the first like outright, like racial thing that came to me because like I've lived in like, 
for a very long time, and for those of you who are from the Chicago area, like, you know that's a pretty heavily concentrated, like, Pakistani, Indian, like, Muslim area to be in. And so, like, just being around that and then going literally, like, five minutes away to Elmhurst until like, get my fingerprints done, I was just like, what is happening? Am I in the Twilight Zone? Like, but yeah, that was, like, the most, like, that was, like, the first very, like, bizarre interaction I've had. Yeah, because, I mean, even though Elmhurst and Villa Park are very close to each other, there's, like, a pretty stark divide between the makeups between the two. Like, Elmhurst is pretty white, whereas Villa Park is pretty desi. Yeah. Yeah, like, the Villa Park Lombard area is, like, very desi, and, like, I think a lot of it is because Islamic Foundation is in Villa Park, and so, like, they just brought in that, like, whole big Muslim community. Versus, I don't know what it is, but, like, literally, there's, like, uh, Route 83, and then there's Elmhurst, and, like, Elmhurst is just so white. Like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, literally, like, five Daisies at any given moment that go to York High School. (laughs) So it's just, like, it's such a stark, like, difference in demographic. I don't know where that comes from, but it's just interesting. Did you, uh, did you grow up in Villa Park your entire life? I mean, I, like, moved there when I was in third grade. Um, so I'd say, like, for the majority of my childhood, yeah, I kind of grew up in Villa Park. Um, and when I first, like, moved into Villa Park, it wasn't as, like, Muslim and, like, as concentrated with, like, people of my own culture. Uh, but I have to say that, like, after, like, two or three years, by the time my, like, brother got to the grades that I was, like, moving out of, there was a lot of, like, people that were Daisy and stuff. Like, my sister now, it's, like, pretty much, like, a Daisy school at this point. Like, Willowbrook, Islamic Foundation, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So. By that time, all the 7-Eleven owners had moved in. Yeah, right? yeah. like now there's a 7-Eleven owner like literally right next door to each other 7-Eleven. It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but... You know what's funny is that um, in Naperville, near where Suffolk's house is, there used to be a 7-Eleven, but I think they had troubles or something, so they named it uh, 512s. And <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the original owner sold it, and the new owner bought it, but they were having trouble with like 7-Eleven Corporation, and I don't really know that story, but yeah, they just didn't want to get rid of that location and they changed it to 512. Oh, okay, so just like changed the entire fraction, it's like fine. It's the same <laughs> colors, it's the same logo, they just changed <laughs> the two numbers. That's funny. Right, like it was like no work on their part other than like, all right, just like a few numbers change up and we're 512s. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think like, you know, they've been able to evade any lawsuits and stuff, so I think they're fine. You know, honestly, innovation, I'm always here for that. Like, <laughs> But so both you and Safa went to Elmhurst. How was your experience with Elmhurst and like the makeup there? And how was like the Desi community there or like the Muslim community in general? So there's really like Elmhurst is very primarily like white, mm-hmm. like very white. Including and so, the college? Like, inc- yeah, including the college. Like the college, like I'd say, like has a more liberal mindset, which you could take, like you could, there's a good and bad with it. But um, like, there, there's, like, really not that many people of color just in Elmhurst in general. And I have to say, like, when Asafa started and graduated, like, she probably didn't, like, in her class, there was, like, a lot less people of color than with my class, which I feel like the class of, like, um, I guess class of 2017, they were, uh, they were, it was just, like, a lot more diverse. And, like, each class that comes in gets, like, a lot more diverse and stuff. Um, but, like, you know, majority is still very white, like... <laughs> right, I think most of my classes, um, with the exception of maybe two or three of my first year, I was probably the only non-white person in all of my classes. Yeah, and I mean, it was different for me, because I was a bio major, and because, like, you know, when you're 
it's like the whole Daisy stereotype, like, oh, my mom told me to be a doctor. So I was like, all right, I'll try it out. Fun fact, did not end up being a doctor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I'm wondering is that, is like, how much of that is Elmhurst's fault? Because it doesn't seem like the areas that they excel in are the stereotypical brown fields to go into, right? You see all the brown kids, they go to like UIC or IIT or DePaul or like Benedictine because they all do pre-med, right? Whereas Elmhurst, from my understanding, is more liberal arts college for teachers um, and other professions. So you don't really see a lot of brown kids because they're not in those fields in the first place. Well, I mean, yeah, Elmhurst is like, they really do excel in like their... Um in like the teaching and the education and speech pathology and all that stuff. Nursing. Nursing is like a really big one. Um, their bio program though is actually really good. A lot of people just don't go into it because it's a very small school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I feel like when you're touring colleges and you like look at these things, like UIC and like bigger schools have more flashier labs to show off versus like Elmhurst. Like now they like remodeled it, but like you know, you only have a couple of like teachers and like labs and stuff and so it's when you're going into it it's Mm -hmm. uh you don't go for that and then on top of that like honestly like I feel like the way that like people of color in general move is like you go to a certain college because you know someone that's already there so because of that like you know I went to Elmhurst and like people that like are coming in after me they like start asking you questions about it so mm-hmm. it's like you kind of like you have so like you had to have like a trailblazer there in the first place and then like it, it starts coming in but like i mean i don't know like elmhurst does try in terms of like trying to like recruit from like areas that are more um that are more like diverse but then the problem is is that like when they're actually in there um and i don't know how this has changed since i've left but when they're actually in there there's like not much help that like these communities get because um, a lot of times they come from like low income areas um, and they don't have the same education or like they don't have the same situations as like the more like affluent like um, white students would have because like a lot of those students are like they have that like environment at home where they're easily able to study versus like people of color they have like uh, that are coming from more like impoverished areas they don't have that like steady home situation which makes it harder and so like when it comes to like graduation at those places it's very like the rate is there's like a big disparity of like who actually graduates and who doesn't gotcha i mean that makes sense right and i mean i think that's a problem that a lot of universities have is how to like address that problem um but on the other hand in terms of like the muslim makeup so i know iit is a small school as well but because they have a large um i think minority population a lot of arabs and desis they also have a very active MSA and very big MSA. How was your guys' experience with like MSA or like the Muslim makeup at Elmhurst? And like, where did you guys find that, you know, connection while going to school there? So I have to say like, we've, uh, being like a former MSA president for <laughs> Elmhurst, it was uh, very hard because um, I feel like people, like the, um, that students that go to Elmhurst, they just like, they're either coming from like Islamic schools or they're coming from like public schools and they're not maybe as like conservative or like they don't they don't identify with the whole MSA concept, which okay, that's fine. But then like the people from like Islamic schools, they feel like MSA is like way too liberal and so they don't <laughs> they don't they also don't identify with like the whole like concept of being a part of the MSA. So then what you end up with is like literally like the president and the president's friends that are in the MSA. And so like when it comes to like the Muslim makeup, like it's not that, like, like for a Muslim organization, it really isn't that big, at least when I was there. So you kind of just had, like, your friends, you know? Um, 
So it wasn't like the MSA at Elmhurst had a large majority of the Muslims that were at Elmhurst part of it. Yeah. You guys mainly just had like a few of them because most of the Muslims at Elmhurst didn't want to be a part of the MSA? Yeah, most of the Muslims at Elmhurst didn't want to be part of the MSA because I do feel like there are a lot of Muslims that go to like Elmhurst, but a lot of it is like they're either the people that like go to go to class and go home or they like the there's also the whole like scheduling issue it's a smaller school so you can't really like have that much flexibility with your scheduling and so like instead of joining uh msa during protected hour which is when you don't have like any classes people will generally tend to like go for more professional based uh clubs right and that's why i was never able to participate in msa because protected hour was that one time you know what was it like every tuesday or thursday where um there were no classes and then as an education major that was my only time to go to an elementary school to get field hours so it was hard for me to get involved yeah and so i think that's just a challenge with it being a small school and not being able to have the flexibility of scheduling and it's just like it's a small school with its own things like its own challenges and i think the difference between let's say elmhurst and iit like IIT is in the city, and so you ha- it's like a whole different landscape versus like Elmhurst is a suburban school where it's totally right. And different. at IIT, a lot of the students are living there. There's a lot of students from other states or even foreign students. Yeah, a lot of our MSA was international kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas at Elmhurst, you have a lot of students who are commuting. Yeah, yeah, like pretty much everyone's a commuter. Like there's li- like a lot of people that are staying there are generally they're from. Florida for some weird reason like (laughs) that's true yeah there's a lot of people that like went to Elmer's that are from Florida which I just I don't understand they must have done some marketing campaign there (laughs) so you said you were MSA president at Elmer's for how long for one year it was my senior year honestly I kind of got pushed into it because like (laughs) I was the only one that knew how to do any of the logistics (laughs) and like everyone all the people that, like, came into Elmhurst with me, they decided to graduate early. And for some reason, I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to get a minor in physics. So, <laughs> so then as a result, I just kind of got, like, pushed into being MSA president. And, like, it's it's just a whole different thing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I was MSA president in high school. And, I mean, even that small experience, because it's very different than college MSA. But that was like, you know, I don't want to do anything college MSA president. Like, I, I, I was very involved with other organizations and MSA I would help out with volunteering but the amount of drama that was involved with MSA boards I just stayed away from (laughs) yeah no there was like a lot of drama involved with like the like organization and everything and I think the problem is is that like the difference between like a high school MSA and a college MSA is with a college MSA you get a little bit more freedom and so like everyone's trying to like pitch in or and, and like do their own thing but then also there'll be people that pitch in and like want you to do a certain thing and then don't help out at all (laughs) and you're like Oh my god, I have school to take care of. <laughs> like, I, I'm going here for a degree that I actually paid for, and you're also just making it harder for me to spread the cause, so... <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely, you know, both of us have worked for MIST, and it seems like we have a lot of involvement in different organizations, um, and the one thing that I think I find the most annoying is when being a part of these organizations is people who give a lot of criticism with zero help backing behind it. Like, I'm fine with feedback and constructive criticism, and I'm really, you know, excited when it comes from people who are also helping out. But then there's just some people who, like, criticize and hate on everything you do. And then it's like, can you help out? Can you help us improve it? And they're like, no. Yeah. Like, they just don't give a reason. They're like, nah. Like, if you're giving criticism, like, can you please just, like, help me with it? Like, <laughs> 
Or like, you know, there was like, especially with Mist, there's always people who are like, you should do it this way, you should do it that way. I was like, okay, cool. Thank you for your input. You want to like help me out with this? And they're like, no, nah, man. <laughs> Nah, yeah, like, can, can you give the five thousand for that? They're like, nah, nah, I definitely can't do that. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime you like have sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> like you should get them to sponsor. I was like, do you want to contact them? It's like, no, you can do it. It's like, yeah. why are you asking? Yeah. It's like you know, there's like a, there's a whole process with this, and you can't ex- like I am human. <laughs> I cannot do everything at once. <laughs> all right. So then, after you know all of your public school, all of Elmhurst, you finally entered the workforce. What was that transition like for you? Um, I have to say that it was, like, very different, just because, like, I came from a very diverse background. Um, like, Elmhurst, although it was, like, majority white, you know, you kind of find your space. Um, and I was also, like, vol- like, you know, they're very open to, like, cultural diversity and, like, all that, like, shebang. Uh, and then, like, I came from, like, Willowbrook High School, which, like, is very diverse, too. Um, and then I go into the workforce and I work in this lab and literally, like, I sit in this, like, lunchroom and the two people that you, like, start talking to the most are also the two most, like, problematic people <laughs> in the universe. It was just, like, he was, I don't know, he, like, learned I was Muslim, and he, like, tried to, like, connect it to his time in Loyola, but this guy just, like, did it in the <laughs> wrong way. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so different than what I'm used to. This guy is, like, racist, and he doesn't even realize it. Right. Yeah. So were you the only Muslim, Muslim at your workforce? Yeah. I was the only Muslim. Um, and, like, when I first started out, like, I didn't interact much with, like, the people that, like, other people of color. Actually, no, I wasn't the only Muslim. The other Muslim I was with was Bosnian. But because she's, uh, she's white, she doesn't really have, like, she doesn't really face the same type of, like, um, comments that I do because she, like, blends in with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, she kind of comes from a very different background than what I do. Um, so I, I guess I was just more visibly Muslim is what the difference is. Yeah. Um, and so they're just so problematic. <laughs> it was just like, I, like, I just, you know, you, like, I can't even explain it, but, um, it's funny cause this one time, um, we received like some sample to test. Um, and then like we get a call saying, Hey, like scrap the sample, like throw it away. And so it was basically like everything that came from like the Georgia lab. Um, and so I noticed that I was receiving something from Georgia and I was like, oh man, like this guy already went out to like do it. So I had to like go find him and he was like talking to like my boss. Okay. Um, and my boss goes off on this like tangent saying like, no, we had to have it in writing. Like, cause for all we know, like some random person could be calling us. It could be a terrorist. Tell me why he like looked me directly in the (laughs) eye. When he said that it could be a terrorist, and I think he, like, realized his mistake, because he, like, tried to backtrack, and he's like, you know, from, like, North Korea. I'm like, you know, honestly, like, I understand where you're trying to go with this, but you can't just put down another, like, group of people to, like, make your life easier. And so, um, the person that was, like, that, that I was, like, tracking down, like, with me, his mouth dropped, and then, like... The, uh, this other lady, she was there, her mouth drops, and I, like, I just, like, I'm in shock, and I'm, like, I can't even, like, say anything, I don't even know how to respond, because I feel like in situations like this, it's, like, a whole fight-or-flight thing, right, and for me, I just, like, freeze up, you know, and I think, like, what I could have said at that moment, like, a little too late, (laughs) And, you know, we're always, always, like, you know, later on in the situation, we're like, oh, I should have said that, definitely. Yeah, or, like, I should have, like, sat down and talked to him, but then, like, the moment passes, 
And so it was just like so awkward because like I decided to like walk back to where I was working and he just follows me the entire time. I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't even know how to like. (laughs) This was your immediate boss? Yeah, this is my like, immediate <laughs> boss. So I was like, why would you look me in the eye when you say the word terrorist? Like, what did I ever do to you? I'm a good employee. Like, and it's like, you know, he was like really nice to me, but I feel like a whole, like a little part of him was also like scared of me. Cause like anytime there was like, a problem at work, he would like talk to a completely different person. And like, I would expect me to like come in and have to talk to him later. That would never happen. <laughs> he would never come in and, like, tell me to, like, like tell him whatever issues were going on in the lab. And then I think we have, like, an exit interview for, like, when we, like, leave the place. I never got an exit interview. And I was like, wow. This is it's fine. It's great. You know, at least I left. I'm gone. <laughs> so you said exit interview. So you've left this job. I have left this job. Um, Pretty recently, actually. Nice, nice. So where are you headed now? So I am uh, moving from my Chicagoland, Illinois life, and uh, I'm moving to Orlando, Florida to start a job as a consultant. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Arusa, for joining us on the podcast. Um, you know, in the future, if you ever end up do owning a 7-Eleven, be sure to tell that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll track him down and I'll be like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I have fulfilled my destiny, but thank you for having me. It was a great time being part of this conversation. Definitely. Um, thank you also to my wonderful wife for special guest. Yeah, it was great listening to your stories. We went to school together, but we don't hear a lot of these things on the day to day. Yeah, I mean, like I've known Suffo for like God knows how long. I feel like I was like twelve years old when I met her, and I feel like there's just still so much to talk about. So maybe we can save that for another episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining in and listening. We'll have another episode out in a couple of weeks. Until then, follow us at. Z-B-H-O-I and at I-M-M-T cast. Um, Other than that, thank you so much. Peace.